This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. My family, they're always trying to give me ideas for skits, and they're all bad. <laughs> They're all real bad, and they're proud of them. They're always like, oh, I got a good skit for you, so uh, you go up there, and I'm like, I know where I go. <laughs> now go up there and be like, hey, y'all think the Chick-fil-A in heaven's open on Sunday? <laughs> Sometimes they'll throw a big, long, boring story at me around the dinner table. They'll all take turns saying the most empty thing of their whole year, and they're proud of that, too. They're like, oh, Caleb, you're going to love this one. <laughs> me and Carol were out driving... And we drove past the Dairy Queen, and the sign said lizards. <laughs> and I was like, lizards? At Dairy Queen? <laughs> so Carol says, oh, it probably it was blizzards. And the bee fell off. (laughs) And we just laughed. We said, if Caleb was here... (laughs) Oh, he would have loved that typo. We said he should put that in his skin. Sarah, what did a server write to you on a bill? We went into Steak and Shake when I was getting ready to have my first child, and the waitress had asked us, you know, when I was due, and I was like, we're going to get induced in the next 20 minutes after we get done eating. Oh, wow. And she wrote us a note on our thing that said, because she had just had a baby like six months before, Hmm. that said to enjoy the experience and... She wished us the best of luck. We actually kept the receipt and put it in my son's baby book. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, that's cool. Love that. Nice. Yeah. We went back a couple weeks later after we had him, and she was no longer there. She had gotten, oh. she was in school, and mm. she had gotten a job with what she was in school for, so we never got to, like, show her and thank her, but we kept the receipt. Oh. That's really nice. Good for her, and good yep. for you. Thanks, Sarah. No problem. Thank you. Jessica. Yeah. What does somebody write to you on a bill? Yeah, um, I actually had, I was going to tell a little quick story. Um, I had a gentleman come in one night who was just by himself and ate, and um, I was just really nice to him. He was really quiet, and um, I think his bill came up to about $40. He had a glass of wine, dessert after his meal, and um, he left me a $40 tip, the same as his check was, and just said, thanks for the smile. And I just thought that was really awesome, so I wanted to kind of share (laughs) that story. That is cool. That is cool. 
Probably yeah. made his night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Kate. Hi, how are you? Great. What did somebody write to you on a bill? Oh, uh, so I was on a girls' weekend at the Opryland Hotel, and there's a nice restaurant there, and so we decided to have dinner there that night. And when we had individual bills, and when I got the bill from the waiter, he had written something like, well, keep in mind, during the whole meal, we were talking about our husbands and our kids at home. He was showing us a picture of his kids, you know, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. And so at the end, when I get the bill, there's a note that says, meet me later. <laughs> Funny. So I looked at him and said, I think there's a mistake on this bill. I think you need to take it back. And so then he brought me another one, and I paid, no big deal, whatever, told my friends about it as we left, and we were all laughing about it until... My friend and I, who were sharing a room, we went back to our hotel room. We got, you know, ready for bed. We had just turned out the lights. The phone rings. The man had looked up my room number. Oh, my wow. My friend answered the phone, oh and gosh. he said, well, she was supposed to meet me somewhere. It was a little scary. That, that is, is a little scary. creepy right there. Wow, that's creepy. Yeah. 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 Hmm. If you were single, would you have been interested? <laughs> No. 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 Prior to the creepiness? No. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Prior to no, the creepy, right? No, because he talked about his kid, you know, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was a young child, so one can only assume there was a wife or girlfriend around because right. his Real. kid was only like six or seven months old. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, wow. Gina. Actually, I wrote this to someone else on a bill. Okay. I had found out that my husband was having an affair, mm-hmm. so... I went to the restaurant where the lady worked at, and my note to her was, next time, don't sleep with other people's husbands. Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> Did you Did see her face when she read it? Oh, well, she was very hesitant even coming over to our table, so um, I tried to wait around for her to read it. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group, schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And I wasn't given that option, but yeah. Yeah, good she, gratification. She knew who part. you were, though, huh? Oh, she knew who I was, yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you, Gina. Thank you. It was generous, you know, calling her a lady and all that, too. Truly. Hey, I love the weather out this morning. It's nice and mild, cool, high of, no, that can't be right, 70 today? No, that's Wednesday's forecast. I don't have today's forecast. Oh, maybe I didn't print it. Oh, well, there you go. I think I did. I wrote it, but maybe I didn't print it. I don't know. I was having Do you remember some, what the height's supposed to be today? I don't, but I was having issues because Scott called me because the baby wouldn't take the bottle, Uh-oh. so I was having a lot going on. But I think we're good now. <laughs> well, my iPhone's telling me we got mostly cloudy skies today. Okay. And a high of 67 right now. It's 60. 614, Jeff and Jen, Ben Affleck is apologizing for groping. Should Jimmy Kimmel be called out for an old bit he did on The Man Show... And Harvey Weinstein flips the bird. Lots of e-news to get you caught up on. The first e-news of the day is straight ahead with Jeff and Jen. 
Cincinnati's Q102, Jeff and Jen, 638. Patchy morning drizzle, otherwise mostly cloudy today. We could see a break in the clouds this afternoon, a high of 68. Right now, it's a very comfortable, cool 59 at Cincinnati's Q102. So that Jimmy Kimmel co-hosted <laughs> the Man Show from 1999 to 2003. It was, you know, it, it was a comedy show. It was... Late night, wasn't it? Was it late night? Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't even think it came on till like 10 or 11 or something like that. So, I mean, it was definitely very... Adult. Yeah, and male-oriented. Definitely targeted. Wasn't it guys. on, like, Comedy Central or something like that? I feel like I, it was on Spike TV. I remember watching it when I was in college. I That's heard. why I remember. Yeah. Like, it, I knew it was on some of those, like, random network at a super late time. So women in bikinis jumping on trampolines was one of their trademark bits. So somebody decided to repost an old skit he did where he went out on the street and asked women to guess what was in his pants by feeling it. And he, we, we listened to the audio. <laughs> We're just going to have to wait till later in the morning to air that, I yeah. think. Just oh, because we're going to play the comments. it. We're going to play it. Just, uh, but it's a little early in the morning for that. So. Right. So let's get the kids in school, and then, <laughs> then then we can have some Jimmy Kimmel fun. We're using restraint, and right. I do mean restraint. Yes, this is true. <laughs> but I can't tell you, like, some of the things. He, he told one, you're going to make a fine wife. Oh. <laughs> I know. And at the end of the skit, uh, it, was a, it, was, it was a piece of, I don't know if that's a fruit or a vegetable, but uh, that was in his pants. So the guy who posted this wants to paint Jimmy as some kind of, you know, Weinstein-esque monster who who takes on health care, gun control, and other issues. Mm. Um, you know, so really this guy is going to now tell us how we should think politically is the point. People but change and evolve. We certainly do. But it is important to point out that this was a comedy sketch, so nobody was forced to do anything against their will and, you know. They they, they they consented to participate on national television yeah. as part of it. That doesn't mean it's not sexist or wrong. <laughs> yeah, didn't say he wasn't sexist right. at a time in his life. Because, you know, I've never been sexist ever no. in my life. Oh, <laughs> no, you've never poured water on women in wet t-shirt contests? No. <laughs> That's the problem with knowing you as long as I have. <laughs> <laughs> And Harvey Weinstein, I mean, he is at the center of this controversy. He is what started all this. He, for his part, did not fly to Europe for some kind of rehab, as expected. He actually went to Arizona. People think he's going to a clinic called The Meadows. A member of Harvey's entourage went off on a reporter who showed up at the airport to record the moment for posterity, I suppose. Earlier in the day, he paid a visit to his attorney's office in L.A. and flipped the bird at the press. Harvey's day started out with even more drama, though. In the morning, he went to his 22-year-old daughter Remy's house, where they got into a huge fight. At one point, Harvey went out to the street, tried to flag down a passing car for a ride. Oh, my God. If I saw Harvey Weinstein flag him, I absolutely would have stopped. Get in. Yeah. Yeah, I want to hear the story, yeah, man. Come on, let's go, friend. <laughs> I want to hear it. Hold on, let me get my camera rolling. <laughs> uh, she got him back in the house, but she eventually called 911, claiming her dad was suicidal and depressed. Uh, meanwhile, That's what, you know, and that is a thought that went through my mind. I mean, this is a guy that has lost 
everything. Yeah, uh-huh. his, his world is crashing around yeah. him, and I, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. But there was a moment where I wondered, gosh, you know, I wonder if that has entered his mind. Right, me too. And then when that TMZ flash came over saying that there was a 911 call, mm-hmm. uh, boy, I'll tell you what, Harvey even told Page6.com yesterday that he is profoundly devastated about his wife leaving, and he is heartbroken about the lack of support he's gotten. Yeah. Well, you reap what you sow. You reap. I was just thinking the same thing. This is all his doing. Yeah, it is. But still, even in your worst of worst and your rottenest of rotten, don't you hope that there'll be one person there standing by you and supporting you and knowing that you've got some kind of problem? Some kind of they... itch. What are you looking at me? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> Don't you think he had people there, though, and then more and more details came out, and they were just like, dude, I can't anymore. I think oh, they're, sure. they're well, yeah, they're worried about their own. They have to take care of themselves. They're mm-hmm. worried about their own reputation and their own career. I mean, look what happened when Donna Karen stepped out and tried to defend him. Boy. Yeah. Everybody pounced on her pretty fast and pretty hard. I know. I was having this conversation with a friend of mine because there was a situation and this person was having a really challenging time and everyone wanted to pile on and be like, but you did this and you do that. And I'm like, it's like you're beating someone when they're down. They know they have the problem and you're just piling on. But at what point do you distance yourself or put out the helping hand to be like, Let's figure this out together. I mean, that's a challenging thing. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.